0: This Is Eddie checking in? And this is Gauge checking in. And this is Two Boys Podcast. You betcha, yes. Uh, all right. So we're gonna start off with um, just a reminder on social media. We're now on YouTube. Second video for YouTube. Really excited. Uh, this time,
1: this time it'll not be interrupted like it was last yes. time. Yes. Oh my I God. turned off voice activation, so nothing we say is gonna interfere with my GoPro. Hopefully.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah so we're on YouTube we're on Facebook Facebook page name is Two Boys Podcast if you have any questions comments likes dislikes about the you know snide complaints yeah <laughs> definitely like put it on put it on the Facebook yeah you yeah. work with us you want to say that Gage talks to you fast <laughs> feel free wow uh, <laughs> feel, uh, feeling some type of way no I'm good okay <laughs> um, and then on Twitter too at Two Boys Podcast we're on that yep. as well so yeah and so today's topic is one that's a little dear and near gauge right now yeah. um, it's about burnout you know working too much working too hard well not working too hard everybody works hard but like eventually shit like just gets all caught up and it just it just comes piling down sooner or later and then in we'll segue into also taking opportunity because you know when you feel burnt out like there has to be a way out of that you know yeah. the way out of the burnout you know yeah, so, yeah.
1: um need to cover social media yeah good okay um so yeah I guess for burnout recently I kind of gotten um I don't know uh just just so irritable and nasty and uh towards the end of my rope and just to dealing with the inconsistent schedule that I work um we work together at a certain coffee shop that will remain nameless, um, unless you listen to our first episodes, um, but that's not the biggest deal, but then after that I go immediately across the street to a certain movie theater that shall also remain nameless, and uh, w- that theater is kind of changing its policies, it's kind of pulling a lot of hours from certain co-workers. Um, adding new workers to kind of balance out the schedule and give us you know give them reasons to give less hours to certain people and it's I'm all sorry. just I gotta like no it's chill yeah Eddie's Eddie's so a little bundled up in the docs department right now he
0: uh, my fucking shoe is so
1: tight right now <laughs> it's just it's the pressure it's too much pressure bud there we are okay, yeah cool. but basically I just I just become so so tense with this instability and I really couldn't put my finger on it. I couldn't name what the problem was until I had a discussion with one of our regulars at our coffee shop that we work at. And he's always been there. Always. He's always uh, there. Yeah. But he he's you know a real smart dude. You know if you're listening, and he won't, because you make fun of us before you even plus play on the first episode. <laughs> um he gave me extremely settling and um, just super practical, straightforward, helpful advice. Basically that instead of working shift jobs like I am, where I'm just constantly filling in the hours in the day to take or to look for now that I've graduated college, just a regular nine to five office job. He's like, he's basically explaining going through it and, and I if, it made me feel really dumb because... I always knew what a 9 to 5 was, full-time job, working in an office, doing administrative work or doing whatever, but you know, the the stereotypical 9 to 5, but I never thought it was something that I could do. Not even something that like I should do like, oh, that's for other people to do. That's stupid, I'm above that. Not even that. I literally just thought like that's not a lane I enter into. I had this idea in my mind that I hustle and hustle and hustle and fill my days with work hours at different jobs to make money, to make ends meet, to overpay the bills so that I can get on top of my shit and basically just fucking sprint up this hill. And at the top of the hill, there's going to be something waiting for me. But it's unreasonable because, God forbid, I twist my ankle on the way up. Like, there's nothing to aspire to if I'm not taking care of myself. And recently I realized that it just... The stress of instability, not knowing where my next shift's going to be, when it's going to be, and especially because they're cutting hours now, it's just, it all starts to cave in and it it makes me feel lost. So he was really, I, I couldn't thank him enough for just kind of pulling me out of that darkness with even just the smallest bit of practical advice, like, hey, get a full-time job. (laughs) Like, that's all I needed to hear. He started going on about benefits and salary. I'm like, I'm going to stop you there. Like, you just said consistent schedule, full-time, and that you have the afternoon to yourself because the things I want to do, I want to write screenplays, make movies. And if I get off a job at 5, 6 p.m., and I have even a couple hours to myself every single day for the whole week, that's heaven. Like I couldn't ask for anything better. I'll do any work from nine to five if it means that every day I can come home at six and sit down in front of my laptop knowing that is my time to write and giving myself that time, giving myself that consistency. Cause right now I'm basically trying to pick hours out of every day and I don't know when I'll get three and I don't know when I'll get 30 minutes, you know, and balancing, well, do I eat and write at the same or do I eat and read, you know, like, it's, it's really starting to, to fucking grind my nerves, and I, yeah, th- that, that's, just, that's just my experience right now, and I really just needed to get that out there, because fucking, I, I felt so stuck and broken, like, mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out why I was so fucking frustrated, and that made me more frustrated, because I couldn't find a way out. And he literally is like, hey, look up there. Like, that's your solution. That's a solution, <laughs> that's a, that's at least. That's your exit strategy. Right? Yeah, pretty
0: much. Yeah. Like, here's an escape rope. <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely know what you mean, man. I, like, as you were talking about that, he reminded me while I was in grad school. And yeah. so for anybody who doesn't know, I dropped out of grad school. And, and mainly the reason was um, because I just, I didn't fucking like it anymore. I felt burnt out, actually, too. I would go into class, and I would, like, text my girlfriend. I was like... I don't even want to fucking be here right now. I just don't feel comfortable. I don't, like, and not to say, you know, the people made me feel comfortable. It's just the whole, one, it was, like, my mindset and I just how I felt about it all. And then, two, I figured out what I really wanted to do, which was, you know, furniture design. And all my classes didn't revolve around that. So, like, I felt like I was wasting my time being here. And, like, I literally had the obligation of, like, staying in in these classes and finishing out the semester just because, you know, I'm paying to go here. And I remember after that semester, one, feeling scared as fuck because I was like, like, I have so many more semesters to go until I finish. And then, two, I had other prerequisites that had to be met, which I didn't even start on, which is get an internship. And I was... I felt super hopeless, and, um, yeah, and, like, I, I felt super shut down and just felt, like, out of whack of sorts because, you know, I'm comparing myself to other people. I was like, damn, like, they're figuring it out. They have an internship. Like, they're about to graduate. Wow, like, that person has a job. They, you know, they're doing really good. They do what they want to do in their, in their field of career. And then I'm, I'm over here, like, I, I work at this, you know, coffee shop and, like, there's really nothing else that I'm doing. Um, and and so, yeah, so after that, I was, I told myself, I was like, you know, do this. Give yourself a semester off. See what happens. And then this can actually segue into taking an opportunity really well and see what happens. And, you know, if you feel good after that one semester of, of a break, then, um, then you go back and finish your degree. And so this goes into... You know me, kind of like almost starting to reinvent myself, and thinking about okay, well, if I want to um, start making furniture or like at least start. Whoops, my bad. my watch. <laughs> it, Don, we're gonna it, have to turn that on Don, on the hour, every hour, it beeps. <laughs> I don't That's know not how it. to turn it off. So, <laughs> if only you came with a manual. I know, right? <laughs> Shit, um, thrift finds. <laughs> so, so yeah, so. I started to reinvent myself. I was like, all right, well, like if I want to do this, I have to start somewhere. Um, You know, I can think all day of all the possibilities that I can do, you read the books, you know, watch YouTube tutorials on how to make furniture, like how to start designing. But until I get like at least my foot in the door, to do something that like actually applies with some type of upholstery or design, then I'm not there yet. So I started to like look around my immediate area to see if there were any upholstery shops. And then there were two. Um, the first one I went to, they like flat out didn't even want me there. They were like, yeah, no, sorry, like not happening. We don't have the space. And I, I of course I lacked experience because I didn't have um, I just had little to no experience at all. The only experience I had when it came to actual upholstery is I took a class separate from my my grad program to like to learn how to you know upholster a regular chair. Like you have to bring your own chair, which fun fact I'd even bring my own chair. I was like I didn't know that that was part of the requirement, and luckily um, the Kevin, who ironically is the guy who was teaching the class and not my current boss now in my other job um he had an extra chair like yeah nobody ever picked this up so you can work on this so i was super fucking lucky but um but yeah i only had like about it was eight weeks and three hours so yeah i had 24 hours in total of like actual upholstery experience making one like redoing one chair so yeah so that that first place i went to didn't want nothing to do with me so i was like okay that's fine and then i tried another place that was like a little bit down the street and then i could never get in touch with a guy because he was never there and like his hours were super restrictive it was like it was really weird so i was like all right again so oh actually remember so i went to my school to write up the um the, the leave of absence papers, so like I'm still enrolled, but like, you know, I, I'm allowed to take my semester off. And I just really out of the blue, you know, it was, it was the middle of January and I'm like, you know, like, let me just try calling McLaughlin Upholstery, which is the place I work at now. And I'm not even gonna ask for a job, I'm just gonna like see if I can visit them and, you know, see what they're going on. So like, I can start, you know, getting the ball rolling a little bit and um katie the pretty much the the operations manager she like runs everything when it comes to like paper and whatnot she she picked up the phone and you know i gave her the whole spiel I was like hey like i go to this school you know i'm setting for this but i really want to like do upholstery and design like i have a little experience and i, I wasn't trying to pitch it as like I, I i need a job but i pitched it as like hey look i just want to start Getting myself exposed to you know the actual like environment of it, and and not just be like on Instagram just flicking through like you know, people that I follow and she was unbelievably nice. She was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like, of course come through, like, you know, we'll set up a day, you know, let's trade emails and whatnot. And I was like, Oh, awesome. Like I, I was super stoked. I dressed up nicely to go there, you know, thinking it was like a really nice, like well, well organized place. It's like, it's not, you know, horrible, but it's like, it's like what you would expect is, you know, a whole bunch of guys. that like get Like, down into the dirt and, like, they were, like, you know, dealing with, you know, heavy machinery and, like, fucking sawdust all over the place from sanding down furniture pieces, you know. And it's just a shop. It's, like, walking into a sweatshop. There's, like, sewing machines and, like, people are, like, you know. (laughs) (laughs) What have I got myself (laughs) into? where where am I? So, like, I'm all dressed up, like, you know, in nice shoes and a button up And then Katie, um, she was, like, you know, we met and she, like, walked me over to Kevin who was like five feet away from us because he's like in the nitty gritty to like cut fabric pieces and like sizing up chairs and whatnot to get them prepared for the upholsters and then Kevin turned to me and he was like so you want to make a lot of money huh? I was like yeah yeah eventually and he was like so you got some good ideas? And I was like yeah like I I draw every once in a while like you know I, I want to make sure whatever idea I have for furniture I document it so you know I never forget it and then he kind of just straight up says he was like, "So you want to like come here and volunteer, you know, every once in a while?" I was like, "Hell yeah, I'll definitely do that." And like that, that was like my foot in the door. It was I I asked and you know I received something. It was just out of the blue. I just wasn't expecting it. And then from there too, like, it, it felt like an exchange because not only did was I looking to to get, you know, something out of them. They were also, were asking, like trying to get something out of me. They were like, well, you know, like our business, we're doing good, but we like want to start expanding and starting to like try to catch up to everybody because now we feel like we're falling behind. And, and he was like, well, are you good with like Instagram or anything like that? I was like, yeah, like I know how to use it pretty well. And, you know, and so he was like, well, would you mind like creating an Instagram for us so we can start, you know, posting the work that we do and like having it on a platform so people can see i was like yeah sure and so since then you know beginning may going on to now i've built up a their facebook pro not facebook profile but their instagram is connected to our facebook so anything that i do on instagram goes on facebook And hey, facebook owns instagram yeah nice <laughs> it, it works out really nice um you know we built up an audience and a following like of 500 people now which is great you know i me for like i've used instagram but i never used it in a way to like prop up a business so like that's all exciting and that's new that's new for me and what what this whole experience of taking an opportunity was not only like did it get my foot in the door but like it like propped me up to take more responsibility because like yeah like I'm young and a millennial and you know when it comes to that age difference like there are there are certain things that like one group will get while the other one doesn't and vice versa but Like, I didn't shy away from opportunity. Are you making sure this is recording? I didn't
1: want to interrupt you. I really didn't want to. This was such a good. You're just like, you were going on so well. And I'm like, please tell me, please tell me everything's recording. And I was just doing a quick glance. Yeah. I didn't mean to (laughs) derail you. That's the exact reason I checked, because I'm like, fuck, please make sure it's recording.
0: But yeah. But, anyways, like, so I can, like, cut off on the tangent. But. When you when you do take opportunity, you'd be surprised what you'll get. But then all of a sudden, there will be things that like come with it. Like yeah. oh, like you want to do this? Yeah, totally fine. But like what, like what can you do for us? And mm. and, you, and again, you like you just don't shy away from it. Um, and like, you know, it's even rubbed off to a point where Katie like she's starting to, on her behalf, like post things on Instagram too, mm. which is like really nice because. Like, now it doesn't feel like it's so much on me. Like, even though it is my, like, sole responsibility to make sure the whole thing is running smoothly. Um, but at the same time, she is taking it upon herself to, like, you know, help me, like, throw me a bone every once in a while. It's like, yeah, we, like, I can throw up a picture for you if you need it. And it does really well. So. That's great. And then now I'm, like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm on payroll with them. There you go, buddy. And,
1: yeah, I mean, I remember Eddie telling me about this, like, this journey this like experience of being at McLaughlin and he's like, oh, I'm working for these people it's really cool and that's when you found that chair on Facebook Marketplace for free yeah. brought it into the house and started doing the work and you know coming in every time I come here to do the podcast it's at another stage mm-hmm. you know you've kind of laid out the horse hair that you have or like oh, yeah. you know the, the, the padding, padding and things thing, like yeah, oh yeah, I bought yeah, these yeah. tools and then next time I'm like ah oh, <sighs> these tools were wrong but I got these other tools and now I have the right tools and this that bro you wouldn't believe the tax on this thing it's like all over the place and I have to, have to remove so many layers then it's like oil and this and oil and I was like it's really I mean if I was gonna make a movie about this I would use your chair as like the time set piece you know like in movies when they get a puppy in the beginning of the relationship Uh and then it's a dog at the end every romantic movie now La La Land Star is Born they all have the puppy into an older dog thing that chair is your dog. Even though you have a dog, that chair is your
0: dog. <laughs> my metaphorical dog.
1: Yeah, man. because like, if I was going to track your, your success, you'd be like, oh my God, I got this. And then it's like, the chair's looking beat up at times. You're like, no, but I'll rally and I'll really... Yeah. So, but... I remember hearing that you, were this was like, you always are referred to it as an internship, and you're talking about pushing social media, and you're talking about how, you know, oh, man, when that first client comes, and they say, yeah, I heard about you on Instagram. I can wait for that. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for you for that moment, because I know when that happens, it'll all have been worth it, especially mm-hmm. because it, it's a multi-front career advancement it's like social media knowledge as well as upholstering reupholstering it's like you're taking you're learning something from them but also giving them something yeah you know because you're taking the knowledge obviously you're hands on deck but ultimately you're there to absorb this information to be hands-on to be boots on the ground boots on the ground but (laughs) but you're also giving them your expertise for what you have and your spin and your uh, knowledge of social media. Helped much in part by Gary Vaynerchuk. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, And the the thousands of books that you're always constantly reading. But that you fucking are working... You're working at it. You're giving them something. It's like so
0: you only talk about it in, like, the most positive way. And that's yeah. why it's going to fucking work out. And what's, like, even cooler about it, too, because when, when I talk about the exposure of it, like, being in it, you know, like... So I, I'm a furniture stripper, so any any new pieces of furniture that we get... Nice. In, I know, right? Uh, Where's your G-string. It's just, yeah, <laughs> just my day job. Um,
1: it's not a pole. It's like a, a fucking lounge, a, a fainting couch. Mm-hmm,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. So... Any pieces of furniture that we get on, like, I'm the first one who gets to, like, touch it or see it, which is kind of cool. hot. Yeah, pretty <laughs> hot. And, and like, what's even, like, cooler is I just worked on a piece that is... It's the um Aero Saarinen Womb Chair. Womb? Womb Chair. It's womb. W-O-M-B? Womb? Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Womb Chair. He... Aero, Aero Saarinen, he is, um... Can you <clears throat> say that, like, Mark What? Aaron what? Arrow. Oh, air, it, no, Edo. Edo Saarinen. Okay. That's a, he actually has two buildings here in, in Massachusetts. I'm pretty sure he has more. He has the um, the auditorium building at MIT and then the MIT chapel. Oh, he designed those? Yeah. Both, oh, okay. Both those buildings. And so he also did furniture as well. And <clears throat> I'll, I'll go off on another tangent. So he designed the womb chair, which is sold and trademarked, not uh, not trademarked, I'm not going to say that, but you know the company Knoll? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Maybe. so Knoll is a, a furniture company started by Florence Knoll. Eero Saarinen and Florence Knoll were really good friends. And so they, along with like the Eames, and a whole bunch of other like mid-century modern designers, they were kind of like the forefront and they were like pushing all of the, there's you know the new modern designs, um, and that was in help because the Eames were doing a lot a lot of cool stuff with like form wood and like bending it. and then they also discovered fiberglass, which was also really good furniture because they can get shapes that you know traditional wood can never get. Mm-hmm. So the wound chair is literally this one whole piece of fiberglass. That is just formed in a nice circle, but it has, like, indents and curves that'll fit into a seat. Oh. And, yeah, and then it sits on, like, a simple metal frame. It's a a gorgeous couch. Look it up.
1: Oh, it's not a couch, sorry. Gage, make a note to put that right here, the picture Mm. of that, because it sounds crazy. We're going to write it down after the podcast, but it's going to be right here. It where I'm a lazy piece of shit and you're gonna have to look it up. Yeah. (laughs) But it'll be right here. It'll be right here. This is the
0: wow, look at that. That's look at that Eddie. Look at that womb chair. It's that's crazy. But right here. (laughs) For for me, like it's one of those things is like when you read it, I like I've never seen the chair before, like in real life. Uh I just read about it and seen pictures online. But to like see it in front of me and to work on it, like I literally spent the whole day working on that chair. Um, Because it's actually a pretty hard piece to, like, take apart.
1: Yeah, I mean, the whole point is you're using a material that that traditional wood wouldn't wouldn't be able to shape. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, let's fucking take it to its limits. And they're like, fuck, now we got to take it apart.
0: Like, how how are we going to do this? But it it was so worth it. Um, Mike, who works right next to me, he was like, oh, that chair is a son of a bitch. (laughs) Oh, the white whale. (laughs) I, I was like, it is, but it's... It's a, like, I can't believe the fact that I'm, like, getting to work on that piece. Yeah. And, I can and see how excited you are, man. It's, it's like, a dream come true. And there's other chairs, too. Like, um, the Eames Lounge chair. The Eames Papa Lounge Be- chairs. Yeah, the Papa Bear chair Papa by Bear uh, chair. Hans Wagner. Hans Wagner. Um, he had another chair that came in. It's called I think it's called the Tripod Chair. It is a gorgeous piece, too. The tripod Chair. Yeah, it's, like, those people were using bent plywood... Like the correct way. Mm-hmm. Wait, well, um, well then what's the incorrect way? Making it really IKEA. That's what the that's the incorrect way.
1: Not a sponsor. I-, I, I, don't, I don't care. The more but... like uh, I, I see, can't see I see ya. I see see ya. <laughs> it's actually pronounced Ikea. Ikea. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> this the Swedes will be extremely offended if I don't interject. Ironically today. enough, it's the Swedes who like started the Bent Plywood movement too. I mean, And the and the like minimalist movement yeah, as well. So I, I'm, I'm just, just because you start doesn't mean that people continue it in spirit. Mm-hmm. I mean
1: Germans basically created beer it's probably false so you're going to be like well actually the ancient Phoenicians uh, once in the desert no okay you know what Germans are
0: really great at making beer but I'm sure there's some shitty German beers yeah but anyways yeah off on that tangent like that opportunity you just you just don't realize it when you first get into it yeah it's just it's this one thing right now and then you kind of just move up exponentially as time goes on In some opportunities, people talk about luck a lot, but,
1: you know, I I forgot, and of course I'm paraphrasing, but the quote is like, there's no such thing as luck. Luck is when opportunity, or when um, preparation meets opportunity. Mm -hmm. Basically saying that, yes, obviously some things come down to luck, but you have to be there... To get it. Like Eddie, when he goes to a thrift shop and finds oh, yeah, a day. vintage Adidas sweater with this. Steezy-ass emblem right here. Look at that. So this is just for the video uh, viewers, but for the podcast listeners who are exclusively audio, Eddie and found this... And a zipper on the side, too. Like, I just found that before we started
0: podcasting, yeah. too. Yeah,
1: Eddie, Eddie found this uh, beautiful navy vintage Adidas sweater with hardly, if any, I couldn't see any blemishes. Mm. The ink is still in, in perfect condition. Yeah. And because Eddie showed up to the store, and he keeps going every day he gets a chance, and look at this. Not luck. But opportunity. He found it on the rack. It could have been anybody else's, but Eddie was there on that time Mm. to find those fucking mugs of a particular, uh... You cannot be mad. A particular coffee shop Bad that we work either. for.
0: And I did have If it there. was not for my girlfriend pointing it out in the picture that I sent her, which was even in the... Are folk, you shitting me? I swear You sent her a picture and you're like, she's like, what's that? Yeah, he was like, wow, those are a lot of cups right there. I was like, oh, holy God. shit. And are I you me?
1: That part is the best part of the story. I can't yes. believe you didn't tell me that. Oh Because you God. said, I found these. If you told me that your girlfriend <laughs> pointed it out in a photo... Oh man, that reminds me. I was trying to surprise my ex with uh, with something and I was taking a picture of myself in the mirror yeah and she saw the present that I was gonna get her in the reflection <laughs> of <laughs> the <laughs> mirror I
0: was like <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, but anyways that was amazing yeah but the reason I bring that up is because a lot of the things that's happened to me for my opportunity have been very quote unquote lucky for instance I went to Wheelock College as my alma mater. I love saying that because I've never got to be able to say that. Mm-hmm. Latin is so cool. Except when you're raised Catholic, it's so boring. But I went to Wheelock College my freshman through junior year. On the summer of my... At the end of the summer of my... Ju- uh, so basically going into my junior year, and that, we've talked about this in previous episodes, but just to recap, I thought I was going to graduate from Wheelock as a psychology and uh, communications major. And very last year at Wheelock was my junior year when I got an email saying that Wheelock's going under. BU, Boston University, is buying Wheelock College. You will be Boston University students. And I was so stoked. A lot of people were scrambling. They're like, this is the... the like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. <laughs> Including some of, like, my friends. Uh, one friend in particular who also experienced burnout, unfortunately. Like, she's not going to be pursuing grad school because... Like, the same thing you were going through. That That's kind of touching on oh, more on the beginning. Yeah. yeah. But but that was a weird tangent. Sorry. But the, the, my point is that you could see that as lucky, but it offered so many opportunities for me that I did my best in not passing up, being that I had access to much higher end technology when it comes to video production. I had my hands on C100s and RE light sets, which... Before that, I was dealing with dinky DSLRs. Yeah, they're right there. C-100. I, I don't even know what they are. Basically, things that you would be working on in an actual professional movie set. Because when I got that opportunity that I got, told you guys about, when I was in New York working on that film, I was using the lights that I had experienced in school. So had I not had that opportunity... I would be looking at these things like, fuck, I don't know what to do with them. I don't know the etiquette of approaching them. I would probably burnt my hand a shit ton of times. I wouldn't know how to gel lights. I wouldn't know how to change the, you know, spot and flood. All in baseball things. But basically, because their school bought us out, because our school was going under, and BU bought us, I had this opportunity one semester bittersweet because i only had a semester but i had that semester and i did with it i tried to do with it as much as i could and now there are connections that i can uh take advantage of. There are technologies that I got my hands on to increase my experience, more confidence working with these things, working with this professional camera. It looks like a giant brick computer with a bunch of buttons. How am I supposed to know how to approach this? I was literally talked through how to use these things. So I could have seen that as luck and I could have like, it was very daunting, but I tried to get as much out of that as possible. Um, and just recently, speaking of opportunity, our particular coffee shop has many regulars. A lot of our customers are regulars, one of which gave me the very critical advice about working a full-time job. That very same <coughs> in, uh, customer also gave me a very important push to ask another regular about a important work experience. Uh, there's something I applied for... That is extremely long shot. With my experience, it's an extreme long shot if I get it. However, like anything in this world, it's not exactly what's written down on paper. It's not what you know. It's who you know. Obviously, classic, um, whatever the classic quote. But it's so true because who sends an email to the department to get you that job is going to make the difference. You know, just sending in the application alone, just cold with a stranger. Uh, God knows if you're going to get it. If you get it, you know, more power to you. God bless. But I needed a little bit more of a push. So anything can help. In this one particular customer that we always get, he's very high up in the place that I want to work. And I was very scared of taking advantage of that opportunity. I felt... Like I didn't deserve to be there. Like I didn't deserve what? Was that?
0: The meme that's running in my head is like, smells like bitch in here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? It is very, it is very bitch of me to not try to take advantage of that. I didn't feel confident enough to sell myself in this situation to say that I deserve to be in this job. And maybe still a part of me doesn't. But at least if I fucking ask, if I say something, then it doesn't matter how scared I am. It'll either work it or won't work. It doesn't hurt to ask and I I know that's super obvious but god it just it, it it I wish it wasn't so hard for me and he noticed the guy who who helped me ask this guy and it all went down at the the time I made his drink and then I was like hey blank customer I applied for this thing I would really, you know, I it would be cool or you know, I didn't I I didn't even I'm so nervous I forgot what I said, but I basically said, hey, I applied for this thing. Kind of with the inference of like, could you help a brother out? Yeah. And then he's paused. I'm like, fuck, I shouldn't have said anything. And then he said, Here's the name of this person. They're the top of your department. Hold for Clover. Chloe, you thirsty? Chloe, you thirsty? Chloe, are you thirsty, girl? It's gonna be so loud. <laughs> I'm gonna talk over it. Oh, there you go, good girl. Um, but yeah, basically, I asked him. He paused. I was like, "Fuck, I shouldn't have asked him this thing. I shouldn't have tried to take this opportunity. It it sounded really uh, opportunistic, but that's what I needed to do. I needed to take that opportunity." And he paused, and then he said, "Here's the name of this person." He's the head of the department that you want to work for. Tell him I told you. And he's like, yeah, and I hired him. I was mm-hmm. like, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's like, tell him that you talk to me. Give him uh, the job listing. And, you know, good luck. And even just that, with whatever chances I have, it was like quadrupled at mm. that point. Even if I have a fucking snowball's chance in hell, you know, at least I have something a little bit more. So... And I couldn't be any more thankful for that. Um, but I needed to be pushed to that point. I need, you know, and, and that's the thing I need to work on is, is fucking pushing that voice out of my head that says, you don't deserve to be up there with everyone else. Stop trying to compare myself to other people and just fucking try to take the
0: shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So hopefully that works out. I'll keep you updated on all that, but shot has been fired. Holy I am. I'm out there. I took that opportunity. <clears throat> and the thing is, too, he went about his day and fucking didn't even... Probably not have, wouldn't remember that interaction. You never But know to that. me, I was like... no. I, just, I don't mean that in, like, a shitting on me kind of way. I just mean, like, to him, it was like, oh, no big deal. It wasn't like, man, that fucking dick of a kid. You <laughs> know? Like, I was so scared that people would <laughs> think so poorly of me. Yeah. But he's probably just like, oh, cool. I, I hope Cage works that out. And, mm-hmm. like, to me, I'm like, oh, man, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. Oh am so excuse. I don't know about <laughs> this. So, yeah, I... <sighs> I just need to get on my own head. I just need to fucking move forward and and treat myself a lot better and just give myself more opportunities because yeah. a lot of the times it's not like, you know, and maybe think, you know, I'm not the one to be wielding advice at this point, but think about how many opportunities you think you missed because, ah, it wasn't going to work out for me. Oh, it, it, I don't think about how many times you're closing the door on yourself because I know I've been doing that way too much and I need to stop fucking the doors are open they're right in front of me and I'm closing it like I don't deserve to be here it's like and then I lock that shit yeah Yeah. imposter syndrome yep and I just need to drive that shit out of my head so (laughs) Mm.
0: boom baby
1: (sighs) so yeah that that was good that was very therapeutic just need to get that off my chest and I'm proud of you bud and I I hope you get that second day
0: yeah thank you I I hope so too. I really- this
1: fucking I told- swag, bro. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just so distracted. I love how we went forty minutes without talking wait, about this. <laughs> wait until I get
0: um my the Jordans in that I got. Oh, forget about it, yes, kids. Yeah, Eddie. Uh, speaking of opportunity, dude, talk about that 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 jump. Oh my God. So. I'll, I'll premise this with this so like I'm trying to be more aware about the goals and the things that I want to accomplish so every month I am gonna write a list of goals not super long goals short term goals make it really manageable um there will be some long term goals that, but like that can be segmented into each month so you know I break them down one by one not like try to ram it all in, all in one shot um but gotta hair my mouth Hold for hair yep <laughs> but um i i think i had like seven or eight things on my goal list and i only accomplished one of them and that Kobe. One, yeah and that one was to buy a pair of shoes for resale and i did it just this past tuesday right before the end of the month um i have the sneakers app for nike And I got a reminder on my phone. It was like, oh, the Jordan 1 Retro Neutrals are, like, coming out in 15 minutes. I was like, holy shit. Like, this is my opportunity right now to, like, get these shoes. It's not a raffle. It's not, like, some fucking weird algorithm that I have to figure out so I can, like, get these fucking shoes. This is on the app, and I just have to buy it. And... and like I'm like hunched over this is also when I was working on the womb chair too <laughs> so
1: connected yeah. so connected we're working on the womb chair Eddie gets a notification oh. shoes are on dude that's
0: a bitch to work with yeah, yeah I know okay 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 yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay okay, okay. <laughs> I feel like you leave me alone Mike <laughs> Um, so like I'm hunched over like count, literally counting down the minutes until it hits 10 o'clock so I can buy these shoes and like the moment like it changed from coming soon to buy now I was like just tapping the shit out of my phone <laughs> and, and so like Eddie I, broke his phone guys <laughs> just,
1: <laughs> just smashed just your finger through right the CPU
0: through. yeah and so okay boom I buy him and then I'm like he was like I was like yes I got him and then a fucking screen pops he was like you're on the waiting list now I was like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm waiting, and then I'm like, all right. And then I look at it again, yeah. and then it was like, oh, you didn't get the size. The size is all sold out. So it's like, fuck. So, like, I click on, like, the little size chart for the, the um, transaction screen, and, like, you just see, like, gray, 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 gray. Like, it grays out all the shoes not available. Damn. And then I was like, all right, next size up, 10. Boom, okay, buy 10. And I'm like, waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And he's like, and then a nice, like, little screen pops up with the shoes. And he's like, got him. Like it? Wait, I can actually. No, play. no, no! no I'll, don't worry.
1: I'll, I'll add it in. No, 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 no! You no, already no. sent me it's the like, screenshot. Oh, did I? Yeah, you sent me the the thing when you when you bought them. I'm the. Don't don't show so your well, shitty I'm screen just, on this GoPro. No, fuck no, no. Off. <laughs> no, I'm gonna yeah, put right? it here, yeah. dude. Yeah. I know, I know. You sent me the screenshot. I'm gonna put it right here. Trust yeah. me, it'll be good, high quality. Trust me. I'll send. I'll, I'll. email myself, dude. I have a whole list of notes of things I have to include. Okay. Second episode, we're already superimposing so many images I know, right? and maybe some other ideas too. But Hitting we'll you talk with about the that. Facts of pictures, uh, We'll do a post pod yeah. breakdown okay. later on, but <sighs> I think
0: <clears throat> taking
1: opportunities. Opportunities. That's that's the name of this episode. That's the theme. <clears throat> taking opportunities, and fucking letting yourself take those opportunities, because, yeah. God. It, there's so many things you fucking, so many things that I have just stopped myself from doing because I thought, oh, it's for somebody else. It's not for somebody else. It, it can be for you if you fucking make it for you. So mm-hmm. just stop fucking telling yourself no because you're already gonna hear that from enough people you don't need to hear it from yourself. Did so I just make a fucking quote? my guy did I just fucking make a quote Gage Gage gets a little confidence runs with it way too much yeah uh but yeah Eddie's gonna go oh 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 we're getting physical now
0: yeah for books
1: okay I don't have my movie I'm gonna have to put my movie poster I'm taking advantage of this this space (laughs) too much I think I'm gonna overuse it I'm gonna be in like premiere like too many fucking layers this thing won't render
0: (laughs) (laughs) alright so um Book and movie recommendation of the week. This is the Survivors Club by Ben Sherwood, and this book goes into literally the worst things that can ever happen to you, and the best method plus the scientific like evidence that backs it up on how to uh, survive. Um, so I just started reading this, and it's really really good. It like goes deep, like. Um, the 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 preface of the book starts off with um, the the author of the book goes to a navy facility for like their whole training mm-hmm. and it's all like just pools and pools of like you know um, just tests so like each test has to be done in the pool and it's because like you know the navy's like they're in the water. wait a
1: minute so like you're telling me the naval forces are in water
0: yeah exactly I thought they were in the desert shit yeah everything my whole life it's like having you know (laughs) it's like having a coast guard in Arizona (laughs) what (laughs) in Oklahoma yeah (laughs) But yeah, so he goes into, the, like, what each test does, and he, like, has to put on all this air flight uniform, like, and then they're, like, strapping him in the chairs, and, like, the chair flips over, and it, like, oh, yeah. into the Oh, yeah. I gotta show you a video about that afterwards. Yeah. Helicopter training.
1: When yeah. like, helicopter crashes. Yeah. And, like, that's one of the tests that he has to do. And, Everything's like, disoriented. You don't yeah. know up from down, left from right. It's it's crazy.
0: But yeah, but, like, that book is really good. Highly recommend it. It's, it's just crazy.
1: And my movie recommendation for this week is the movie Office Space, I believe by Mike
0: Judge. Wait, is that the one where they, like, fucking smash the, the Yes, oh, yes okay. it is.
1: And I actually just saw a clip of that. Uh, it's turning 20 years old this, this week. Um, I think it's in the theme of 9 to 5s. Uh, obviously, I'm approaching 9 to 5 full-time jobs with a much more shiny disposition than this movie portrays it as. But it's a classic movie, classic American movie about... Life in the office, the ins, the outs, the dread, the the exact, the absolutely soul sucking work, TPS reports. Um, from the personal experience, I, I think it is Mike Judge. I'm gonna I'm just gonna confidently say Mike Judge. From the personal experience of Mike Judge being an engineer working in offices, and this one guy who just tries to flip it upside down and be like fuck this thing, and it just. It's it's a hilarious movie, filled with a lot of classic gags, um, and actually what I learned, it's very influential in American culture. Uh, I was just watched a video about this. That's why it's on the on the brain. Um, Swingline, the stapler company. You know, there's Milton in the movie. He's like, don't don't think about my stapler. Don't, don't think about my stapler. <laughs> yeah. Swingline wouldn't make red staplers for the movie. The movie wanted to do a brand integration thing and make red staplers. They wouldn't. And so the prop department made their own red stapler with Swingline's logo and everything. After that, the movie came out. Swingline got so many requests for red staplers they actually started producing red staplers
0: because like nobody's going to buy them the movie came out everyone's like where's my red stapler yeah. like everyone wanted the red stapler that, that's like with Toy Story and the etch uh, the and sketch etch and sketch was just about to go bankrupt when Toy Story came out got and em. used the etch and sketch as like one of the characters yeah. fucking boost the sales right back yeah. up
1: so I, basically what I'm saying is I want to make a movie that's influential enough to make a red uh hole punch or whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah. goal make hole punches red yeah uh but yeah that great movie um great book hopefully we'll see it's a great book it's I'm sure i should imagine it's a great book. i mean I'm, I'm never gonna die once i finish this book <laughs> you'll survive i think once yeah. you finish the last chapter it just finishes with now you're immortal boom <laughs> awesome uh all right well that's all for us today this is gage signing off is eddie signing off and this has been two boys podcast
0: boom can we
1: do a fade out, a fade
0: uh, out. i don't know if you did that for